Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back. Uh, you know, I, there's a million reasons why I love Jason Kelsey. Let me give you my favorite reason. He's there every Sunday. Yeah. We don't ever worry about his availability. He's been doing this for over 130 now, right? Plug and play. Let's bring him on right now. The true most beloved eagle of all, Jason Kelsey. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Angela, how we doing? Jason, update me. The uh, I'm looking at the internet. It doesn't have the update. Of, how many consecutive games now? I don't know. I, I I have not been keeping track. Uh, it's it's in the 130s. I know that. Somebody look that up, Jason. Find out, Jason. <laughs> how are you doing that? Can you explain that? Well, I mean, one, I've been very fortunate not to be hit with any major injuries, um, and uh, you know, I think we have a we have a great training staff. We have a great uh, sports and conditioning uh, regimen. And uh, I don't know, you find a way to go if you can. And um, I can't, I don't want to put my finger on it. And I certainly don't want to talk about it because I'm not too superstitious about too many things, but I definitely don't want to put any juju out there for this one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, you just try and keep your feet moving and and playing hard, and hopefully the football gods take care of you. I got to tell you the truth. I had a couple of follow-ups. I'm not going there. No. Because I don't want to do that either. I don't want to do that either because I love Jason. All right, so, Jason, let's just get to what happened in Dallas. Did losing that game in any way dampen your holiday? Yeah, I'm sure, of course. Whenever you lose a game, you're going to be upset. That was a big game for us. And, you know, it's particularly uh, it's hard when you lose a close game that you know was there for the taking, you know, um, you know, bottom line is self-inflicted wounds if we fix those alone we win that game and um and that's a tough one to swallow because you know that you you let one up especially a big game against a rival uh in your division that um there's a good chance we're going to see again so yeah it did i mean when you see your uh three-year-old opening a gift on christmas day that can kind of uh uh, make you forget about football for a little bit, but it definitely uh, it wasn't as fun and as joyous as it would have been with a win. Well, hopefully we, we can have a great New Year's Day. I, I, Jason, here's the thing I really want to know. though: T- Turnovers, you guys are amazing at it most of the season, but the last couple of weeks, seven turnovers. Is there a way to emphasize it to the point where you don't do it anymore? What safeguards are put into place to try to stop the turnovers from happening? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've, I think we've done a phenomenal job emphasizing it all year. Um, it, you know, it's just going to happen sometimes. I mean, football, you know, it's not always 
uh, going to be no turnovers. And I think, uh, by and large, the coaches have done a great job of preaching ball security, of preaching, um, you know, taking care of the football at the quarterback position. Um, but we got to do a better job. I mean, we got to do a much better job. The last two weeks in particular, the two games that we've lost, we've turned the ball over four times. Um, we can't play, expect to play good teams and win games turning the ball over. It's the number one stat that dictates wins and losses in the NFL. Um, the bottom line is if you have the ball, you know, the most important thing besides getting yards or besides uh, making a play is not putting that ball on the ground or uh, giving the defender a chance to get it. And, uh, you know, you just keep emphasizing it and you hope guys are um, making, you know, thoughtful differences throughout the week while they're carrying the ball, uh, when they're going up for the ball. All of these things need to be thought about just a little bit more. And um, I'm sure Nick and the rest of the coaching staff are going to be on this one pretty hard. They Absolutely. already have that action. Absolutely. All right, Jason, I'm, I'm curious. So in the end, you still got the ball with a chance to win. You're down six, driving down to fail. How different yeah. How different is Minshew than Hurts in that kind of a situation? Are their personalities a lot different in the huddle? What's that like? Their personality is a little bit different, but I think they both have good presence in the huddle. Um, you know, obviously Jalen, I think you know, we've just had more reps with them. So, but I'm not going to lie, I think all of us were confident. You know, really, if you look at the whole game, I thought our offense was moving the ball pretty effectively when we weren't turning it over. So we all, going into that last drive, were really confident we were going to be able to go down there and at least be in a position to win the game. Um, and, you know, Gardner didn't disappoint. He's, he still was playing great in the two-minute drill. Um, you know, it's just it's a little bit different with uh, some of the play calls, obviously. You know, we do a lot of draws and a lot of things that, to keep the uh, defense off guard in a, in a pass-only situation typically with Jalen. And his legs allow him to extend plays and do things. Uh, on a level that obviously Gardner isn't able to do. But, um, you know, Gardner makes a lot of quick decisions. The ball comes out on time. And they both have kind of their own strengths. And, um, you know, I think I think Gardner did a great job for the most part. And uh, I, I certainly think all of us were in that huddle expecting that. Uh, Jason, I believe someday you will be a head coach in the National Football League. I could be wrong. So I want you to make a head coaching strategy decision now. This has been a big point of debate. 30 and sub seconds, 35 seconds to go. You you get down to the 20-yard line, and you got one timeout. Are you burning the timeout there, or are you clocking it the way you guys did? Was that the right decision? Um, I, I would prefer to clock it because the timeout gives you more freedom with your next play call. Yep. If you don't, if you if you call the timeout right away your next play call has to go to the sideline. That's right. Um, which changes up what the defense is going to run. Uh, you know, if they know that you have to go to the sideline, you're limited to, you know, if you run another play, you're taking another, you know, 12 to 14 seconds off the clock at least. Um, you know, it's a big difference. Uh, but, you know, it's, I'll tell you this. It is, it is, one of the best things Nick does is he has these team meetings where he goes over all of these situations in front of the team. And he's asking coaches questions. He's asking players questions. This is one of the most situationally aware teams that I've ever played on. And I really mean that. And 
Nick and the, uh, and the analytics department and the coaches, they put a lot of time into going over all of these what ifs that might never happen. And um, they do a phenomenal job of being prepared for all of these situations. I think we're one of the better teams in the NFL with this. I've seen teams screw it up week in, week out. I know um, Andy Reid, for as unbelievable as coach he was, he used to drive Eagles fans crazy with the timeout usage. Um, I think, you know, for whatever reason, Nick and his staff uh, really um, they put a lot of time into this stuff. And I, I, you're not going to see him making too many wrong decisions on that. That is a phenomenal answer to that question, Jason. Thank you for that. I want to wrap this up by talking about your teammate, Lane Johnson, because we found out yesterday Lane does have uh, some sort of a tear in his abdomen, but he is uh, holding off on surgery and going to attempt to play in the playoffs. The Eagles are 9-21 and when he is not in the lineup. Is he that great? Could you tell us a little bit about playing with Lane Johnson, Jason? Yeah, he is that great. He's, he's, he's been the best pass blocking right tackle in the NFL for some time now. I mean, the only I should, there's really not anybody through the past decade that's even in his stratosphere other than maybe Mitchell Schwartz. Um, you know, I don't think people realize how much we leave our tackles on an island and how hard of a job they have week in, week out, even against uh, the two monsters that they went up against last week and Demarcus Lawrence and, uh, and Michael Parsons. I mean, you know, Lane Johnson is is probably, not, if not the most respected tackle in the NFL, certainly one of them by the players that he goes against. I've seen him go up against Von Miller, uh, you know, Khalil Mack, uh, all of these big-name guys, and nothing. I mean, maybe a sack or two, but that's understandable against a premier player in the NFL. The consistency of which he does his job and the ease at which he does it by himself um, is unmatched. And that allows the offense to operate freely. You know, you don't have to worry about chipping. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, lining up somebody to kind of slow down the start of the rush. Uh, all of these things impact the rest of the offense. Um, and then you tack on to the fact that he's, you know, he's a veteran player. He's been around, been in certain situations, so he's knowledgeable. Uh, he's, a, he's a leader, so other guys gravitate towards him uh, before the game, during the game, and, and afterwards. I mean, this is a, it's a big loss, and it's, and it's been, and it's hurt us a lot as a team before. Um, you know, I think we have good depth right now, uh, but nobody's going to be Lane Johnson. And, um, you know, it's, it's not anything that, you know, I, I think it's appropriately being made uh, a big deal in the media and by everybody else. Well, that was a great testimonial. And now uh, we just hope he can still be effective. Jason. You know, uh, we're hoping for a great New Year starting Sunday, New Year's Day, right at the link. Let's get a win there and get the bye. You ready for that, Jason? Yeah, this is the biggest game of the year for us. We go out there and we win this one. You know, we put ourselves in a great situation. Uh, nothing would uh, make my New Year's better than uh, getting a win, getting a bye, and, uh, you know, taking care of business on New Year's Day. Happy New Year, Jason, to you and your family. Hopefully it's going to be very happy here at the link. Thanks, Jason. All right, happy, happy New Year, Andrew. Jason Kelsey, he gives such yeah. great answers to stuff. 137 consecutive starts. 137. He has not missed a game. He did not even know. That is how unselfish he is. He did not even know his own. Because here's what's going to happen. They're going to win, son. It might be tight. They're going to win. 
and then he's going to come in for one snap in the last game so that he keeps the thing going. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's unbelievable. He's, that's going to be 139 straight games. Then you get into the playoffs. He's into one fourth. You know how much abuse those guys get in the oh, middle of the field. Yeah. And he's out there playing every game. I love listening to him. and I love uh, watching him play. The, the thing where he got into how they plan on all situations ahead of time, that's knowledge we did not have. That's very interesting yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. They are ready for all that. And that was, by the way, that was the correct decision to clock the ball because of exactly what he said. You lose three-quarters of the field if you don't have that timeout. Yeah. You have the timeout, the whole middle of the field's open. So people are telling you they should have used the timeout. That's a stupid fan. It's not smart. Uh, are you with me on this show? I'm with you. But I was thinking about something when. Yep. How, how many games did Kelsey play? 137. 137. So I was thinking, did he have a bet going on with his brother? I so don't know. I, I looked that yeah. up and he played 140 games. So I wanted to do they had. Wow. Something. Yes. So now, I'll tell you one thing. These Kelsey's are made tough, aren't they? Love them. Love that them. is yeah. good. That's a good no gene pool. There. There's a good gene pool yeah. there. Glenn from Center City's pretty strong, too. Hi, Glenn. And you know it like a poet. But let me tell you something real quick while you're doing Shirley's here. Yep. You know how I met you? You know how I met Eagle Shirley when I'm in Shirley was at the draft, right? And I said, excuse me, young lady, can you take my picture with the such and such? And uh, she said, sure, sure. I said, how you doing? So I said, what's your name? She said, Shirley. I said, you're yeah, Eagle Shirley. And I said, oh, I heard it. So I'm fessing. And then we hung out the whole night at the draft. Yes, we well, did. Glenn, here's the thing. Have you ever been in the studio? I've been in a studio when um, you had El Wingo there with all them daggone barbecue sauce. All right, that's a that long had, time ago. Uh, yeah. You might want to get in here before I'm done because it, it could be sooner rather than later, Glenn, uh, if you know I'm what I mean. It's going to be sometime in February, Ange. Oh, I don't know. I hope you're right, but we don't know. Hey, Glenn, give me a winner or a weasel. Who you got? I, did anybody say um, they play Because he was a weasel. He should have put that man out of the book like that. Somebody said, said yeah. He yeah. did say it. Do you want to take another stab? Absolutely. I got another stab. Back up in Southwest Airlines. I'm used to have people fight. Oh, 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 all these damn bags in a room after they're all folded up and wow. stuff like that. That is Weasley if I ever saw one. I, I, uh, John Johnson. No, no, that's Reuben. Uh, that's Reuben. Yeah. I'm sorry. Reuben, you got Weasel. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> My goodness. You with me, it, Rube? It, it has to be. Uh, it's got to go it's in the a, hopper, it's a great, at least. It, it's, it stays in the hopper. It's in the hopper. It you stay the there. You're in play. All right, wow. so what do we have in the hopper right now? we got uh, Jonathan Gannon for Weasel. We've yep. got uh, Darius Slay All in right. the hopper. And then we've got Southwest Airlines. Southwest it's Airlines. It's going to be a tough that one. That is a, a three, rather. Three, three, wow, tough one. You're putting the heat on me here. Southwest no, Airlines. What thing, they did to people. In their defense, right? How could you ever know it would be that busy around the holidays? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can you imagine? 215. Ange, can that you imagine? That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Going into a room and saying, your bags are somewhere yeah. in here. Good luck. Did you see the, the actual <sighs> video of all the bags in the yeah. middle? Oh, my oh. God. It's terrible. Atlanta right now is one large suitcase. <laughs> 215, 592. See, we can laugh. It's not us. When we come back, oh, I love this story. The mystery is solved about the end of three seasons ago, the last game Doug Peterson coached here. The mystery is solved. Who tanked that game? Now we know. WIP Sports Tab 868. 
Brought to you by NovaCare Rehabilitation, your trusted physical therapy partner throughout the Delaware Valley. Schedule your appointment today at NovaCare.com to get back to what you love. Will Jalen Hurts be behind center when the Eagles host the Saints New Year's Day at the link? Here's Nick Sirianni. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll continue to see how, how he progresses uh, throughout the week. Do, does he have a chance? Of course he does because his body heals. His body just knows how to heal. He's, he's a freak. And so we'll see what happens as the, as the week progresses. While the status of Hertz remains up in the air, despite needing surgery to repair an abdominal tear, Lane Johnson will rehab and attempt to play through the pain in the playoffs, putting off surgery till the offseason. Sunday is simple. Birds win. They clinch the number one seed and a bye. Thursday night football, Titans will host the Cowboys. Tennessee, however, nothing to play for. Their season will come down to a Week 18 matchup against Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. Gene Segura staying in the National League East, thinking a two-year, $17 million deal with the Marlins. Sports in bed tonight with the Flyers visiting the Sharks at 10.30. NBC 10 First Alert Weather, sponsored by The Goodwill. Mostly sunny today, headed up to 47 degrees. Now is the time to declutter your home. Donate your gently used items to The Goodwill and make a difference. GoodwillNJ.org for a donation center near you. To stream 94WIP, get the latest news and stories, head to 94WIP.com. All right, Johnson, I'm going to get in trouble here, but I'm going to say it. That, that guy yeah, with the big voice, it. you know, the guy with the big voice, uh, saying all the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Saints, uh, they have beaten, uh, they, they, they have nothing to show for it. All these tough, tough, tough talk things. Yeah. That guy's writing a lot of checks his ass can't check, uh, cash. He's writing a lot of checks his ass can't cash. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Are we talking about the stuff coming out of commercials? No, nah, yeah, that guy with the big voice, he's not even, I don't even think he's local. I think that guy is just talking. Wow. All he does, they hire a guy, say a lot of really bold statements, and then go hide for the next time. I would like to get that guy on and tell him he's full of it. This is your last show of the year. What are you doing? All right, I'll wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that guy on and see who that guy is, because I don't buy half of what he's selling. That's all I'm saying. Ava Graham. Yes. We're going to solve a mystery in a second. But, Ava, go ahead. Give us our question today. Let's switch up. All right. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet wishes all a happy and healthy new year. Thank you to the Delaware Valley for over 22 years of support. Find your roads to Armin Chevrolet. Should the Eagles start Jalen Hurts at quarterback on Sunday? 52% say yes. All right. Hey, I need that. Shirley, Shirley's here, and Shirley is bold. She's tough. She's a great call. Shirley, are the people that call in tougher than the people that answer these polls? Because yes. I literally, 90% of my callers are saying, put the guy out of field and play. Well, you and then run. I get these polls and it's half and half. But you got to hide behind this. Yeah. Right. These, are, these are wimpy types. Yeah, but but as some of the people are not from Philly. So you got to look at it at that. You know, uh, you got people throughout the country. They're Angels from the suburbs and no, stuff. No, no. They're, they're butlers uh, voting for them, that kind of thing. What? I say none but of that. I didn't say none of that. I'm just saying it's up close in our faces. There is a term for this, Angelo. Yeah, wimp. Keyboard tough guys. Keyboard yeah. tough guys. You know what? I ban you from voting any further. <laughs> New question, Ava. Right. I, 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 uh, who I'm banning the, the keyboard tough guys. Who will 
playing Sunday's game at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles or Saints? Eagles, but it's going to be close. You're moving them out. Eagles close. Eagles, Charlie. Eagles all the way, baby. Close? Not close. All right. Uh, uh, Johnson, close? Eagles, but close. Uh, Ava? Eagles, 34-24. There you live your whole <laughs> life just with a big smile on your I face. I am. I actually just did something, too. I mean, now the the Saints are coming here yeah. to Philadelphia. Well, I'm going to now to New Orleans. I just, you are going to yeah, Bourbon I just, Street? I just decided. Yeah. Right, hold Good on. Bourbon Street. Order That's more a... bourbon. Ava's oh. coming with her husband, who also is a heavy drinker. Coming in um, hot. We're coming right. in hot. They're coming in hot. All right. Uh, you know, for three years now, we have puzzled over the behavior of one of our favorite people ever, Doug Peterson, yep. in the final game of his last year as the coach of the Eagles. Because... In a very curious decision, early in the third quarter of that game, Eagles holding a lead, he benched Jalen Hurts in his rookie season and inserted the immortal Nate Sudfeld. Right. Well, what you would have expected to happen, happened. Sudfeld blew the game. The Giants were denied a slot in the playoffs, and Washington got in. Yep. And everybody went, how dare you, Doug Peterson, you tant. But a debate broke out. Was it really Doug who made that decision, or was it Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie who wanted to lose the game to get a higher draft pick? At the time, I boldly stated they tanked, it was a disgrace, etc. I'm not positive anymore. Because by moving up to six, they were able to claim Devontae Smith, who is a phenomenal football player. Sure so I'm not even positive now I was right. But what I know I was right about is that Doug Peterson is not tanking for anybody. All right? So let's go back three years ago when Doug had to lie to us to cover for his bosses when he said this about that decision. Yes, I was coaching and we had to win. Uh, yes, that was my decision solely. Nate has uh, obviously been here for four years, and uh, I felt that uh, he he deserved an opportunity to uh, to get some to get some snap. Listen, uh, if if there's anything out there that that thinks that I was not trying to win the game, I mean, Ertz is out there, Brandon Graham's out there, Darius Slay's out there. You know, all our top guys are still on the field at the end, so we were we were going to win the game. Uh, that was not accurate. He had no choice at the time. He thought he was still going to be employed by the Eagles, and he was covering for his bosses. The real story is he was told to do that. Judson, is there any doubt in your mind? There None wasn't, and there wasn't then. But now I can answer the question unequivocally. Now I can give you the final answer on that. Okay. Because the Jaguars, in a great second half of the season, they're up to seven and eight now. They are playing an utterly meaningless game, a, a game that will have no bearing on their playoff opportunities this Sunday against the Houston Texans in Houston. The following week, they will play for the division championship, even with the possibility of a losing record when they face head-to-head Tennessee. The winner of that game wins the division. Right. So you would say, well, Doug, don't play your starters against Houston. Save them for the game that will decide the season. Right. Makes sense. Doug made it abundantly clear he doesn't believe in that. He's using all his starters against Tennessee, not worrying about their health when he faces the big game the following week. Here's what he said yesterday. It's never a meaningless game. Never, ever, ever, ever. Um, 
you play you play to win every game. Um, and and uh, you know the only way I rest players is if they're hurt and, and can't go. Ladies and gentlemen, we now know it was not his decision to take out Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld. We know that now. And what he was giving you there with what I played earlier is a cover story to cover for Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie. Still not sure. Now. Oh, come on. Still not sure. You're a jackass. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm still not sure. Are you sure, Johnson? I'm certain. Would you please attack Ruben Amaro Jr.? Feel free. (laughs) Ruben, why are you not sure? I'm just not sure. I just, I think that he made a decision. He wanted to put Sudfeld in there. I, I think. But I'm not sure. Are you still covering for your friend Howie Roseman? Maybe a little. 100%, man. <laughs> is Howie Roseman in your cell phone with his number? Yes. Is he texting you right now saying, thank you, no, Roseman? No, he's not. Don't be ridiculous. I hear he's, he's a regular WIP show listener. Here's what's going on. Can I tell you what's going on? It's what? like doctors. It's like a lot of other businesses. The community. They stick together. They stick together. That's not necessarily Later, true. Later, one I'll, of Roseman's. criticize Howie if he needs to be criticized. Maybe later today, somebody will bring up one of Ruben Amal's dumb decisions as GM, and Howie Roseman will then voice his support for Ruben. It's I got part you, of a, bro. It's I a got fraternity. You. <laughs> it's a fraternity no, of it's GMs. Not. That's all that is. Uh, uh, I, he did not. He would not take for the very reason that he said. He doesn't consider any game meaningless, and he's a competitor at all times. I love you, Doug. Bake is on a live from Norwood. Hi, Bake. Hey, Angelo, how are you? Fake, you're playing Hurts on Sunday. Before I get to Hurts, um, I, I just got to say, you, you, Kelsey, you guys talking about clocking the ball and calling a timeout. Yep. And you said it was stupid, but you, lo- you lost the game. So how do you know, right? Hey, you fake, lost fake. the game by way- – you wasted it down and you lost the game. I'm going to tell you why they lost right? the game. I, now, let you me don't know answer. What I okay. Shut up for a minute, you jackass. Been- now, I will answer your question. The reason they lost the game at that point, with over 20 seconds to go at the 20, look at the play calls. Second, third, fourth down. Johnson, did you see those play calls? Sadly, I did. Was there any part of any of those calls that were unpredictable or surprising to the opponent? None at all. Were, they, were you not setting up your backup quarterback to fail with those calls? I totally agree you were. We will now resume Bake's stupid comments. Hi, Bake. <laughs> go ahead, Bake. Okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, I'm playing Jalen Hurts. Yep. Definitely playing him. Right. I don't. I remember in 2001 when you know McNabb broke his ankle. Yep. And he didn't play for the longest time. He came back for the playoffs. He lost to Tampa Bay that year. Remember? You got to be ready for the playoffs, Bake. He won't be if he he's out five ready. weeks. You're right. He, he played Atlanta. They won 20 to six, but one of them was a touchdown, I believe, an interception by uh, Bobby Taylor. Then he played like crap against. Tampa Bay, that they scored 10 points, right? You're much better. Bake, excellent point. You're much better with football health issues than with strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I got another another, uh, uh, point. The reason why the Eagles are going to win this week is I'm watching the game by myself. The two games they lost, I had friends and family over. When I watch the game alone, they're 13 and out. So wow. I will be wa- I'll be watching the Saints game by myself. Now, is that by design, Bake, or do you, the friends after seeing you the last couple of weeks don't want to be with you this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's their fault. I'm, I'm with you, Bake. Whatever they're, they're works. In. I'm locking my door, and I, I'm boarding up everything. I prefer watching an Eagles game in solitude. 
I do allow my dog, but only my dog Bentley. Well, yeah, I have two dogs, and my girlfriend doesn't pay attention, so she doesn't count. You know, no that's just as well. Family. Bake, I like. And I got the way I get. Yeah, I got thirty-one to twenty. All right, Bake. Let me get you to the game. I need a winner better than Lay Johnson or a weasel better than well, Jonathan Gann. That's 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 difficult because. But all right, so I'm gonna go with something. I'm gonna go with an inanimate object. Okay. That's you ready? good. Yeah, I like it. It raised a lot of money for charity. A Philly special Christmas. All okay? right, he's actually naming the album. Uh, Johnson, the album itself. Can the album be a winner? I don't know. Let's find out. Johnson, did the album win our winner of the week? It could be, but it's not the winner. All right. Here's the thing. So somebody gave me the album. Oh, they did? I got it for Christmas. Congratulations. You You know how tough it is to get that album? (laughs) Did Did you get the vinyl? I couldn't wait. I got the vinyl. Oh. I said, honey, roll out the turntable. You do not have one. Do you have one? Threw it away four years ago. Of course you did. (laughs) Can't play. Threw it away four years ago. Did you buy a new one? No, I don't have a turntable. You can buy one. They're not. They're not expensive. No. That means means you'd have to go into his pocket. I don't enjoy a present that requires me to make a purchase. Understand? Now it's It's a phenomenal album, by the way. I'm sure it is. And I'll wait till it streams. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> you cheap bastard. You gotta listen to it on the vinyl. I'm holding the vinyl as a collector's item. Come on. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll use it as a giveaway. So cheap, man. What are you doing? I don't want to have to make a purchase. Do you, all, do you own any uh, old vinyl still? I used Somewhere to. Somewhere in the garage or yep. attic? I, I uh, gave to my son, and I, my feeling is there was something in there of value. Because <laughs> if there was... Yeah. He made the most of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is brighter than his dad. 215-592-9494. We come back. <laughs> Guess who's back in charge of the Washington Commanders? Oh, number 11. That's next. WIP Sports Time, 836. is the time. Coming up at the top of the hour is Dick Vermeil. And in an effort to get Dick to hate the Cowboys the way I know he does, (laughs) I am going to play for him Jerry Jones celebrating the win by eating cheesesteaks. Because I don't think Dick Vermeil likes the Cowboys, and I think it's going to annoy him to hear that. And then we'll get Dick going uh, at 9 o'clock. Perfect. But right now, I want to deal with uh, what happened because I am, look, I took five courses in psychology in college, but I am not a certified psychiatrist or psychologist. I am not an expert. Thank God. But based on my years doing this show, I am prepared to tell you that the Washington commanders are certifiably insane because they are doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You needed five courses to figure that That, out? That is the definition of insanity. That is the definition, and they are doing what the Eagles did, 
at the end of the reign of Carson Wentz, when we really had something great in 17 and then nothing after that, the Eagles kept hoping he's going to come back. He's going to be it. It's going to work. It didn't. Then they traded him to Indy. They got Indy to take all that money they blew on him. And Indy found out very quickly that all he's going to do is break your heart. He's got, the, that Carson Wentz we had in 17 no longer exists. So he's there. They still got him. They're in a spot here to do special things last year. Wentz had a good year. Yep. And then in a key moment facing the Jaguars, here's what happened. Wentz pulls it down once. Now throws intercepted. Damian Wilson with the interception. There is the first road pick of Carson Wentz this season. And let me make this clear. Under duress in a big moment, he will do that without exception. He will do it again because yesterday the Washington Commanders announced Taylor Heineke is out as starting quarterback and back in is Cassid Wentz. Here's Rod Rivera. Um, How he handled things, I I think – um, where we are right now, I'm looking for a little bit of a spark, a little something different, <laughs> and uh, I think now's a good opportunity for it. You know, he, he missed several games. He had an opportunity to, to heal up, you know, to, to look and feel better, and I, I think that's exactly where he is right now. Oh, yeah. Cousin Wentz is a spark. Picture Expect a bomb with a fuse on it, yeah. and the spark is Wentz, and he will blow up in your face. We have said, Rube, you totally and GM. Agree. Totally agree. This is a recipe for disaster, no? Yeah, I did they the got to see it one more did, time? You said it before. Mm-hmm. I did it the same thing with Omont. I thought he'd you know, be able to straighten it out after the third time. He just couldn't get it done. All right, let At me some review. point, you can't do it. People may not be completely familiar with this reference that I gave him yeah. during the break. So we traded Cliff Lee straight up for Philippe Omont. Not straight up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> It's a better don't story. Get, yeah, it's a better story. Don't let Oman, the truth get in the way. Oman through <laughs> upper 90s, had great stop. Yep. Ruben was very excited. They came here, didn't work out, went down, came back up. He's got it this time. Didn't work out, went down. Third time up, let's try Third this again. Third time's a charm. Because the stuff was still great. Talent, Carson still got the talent. Yeah. But he will not use it in the right way. He will wilt. He will wilt. Mm. He will wilt. Now, there's a problem Again. here. There's a, there's a factor here, though, Angelo, that is going to play into every Eagles fan. Uh, you may want to root for Carson Wentz and the Commanders these final two weeks of the Have season. Have you lost your mind? Now, hold on a minute. Let me, let me finish here. Uh, there is no doubt that Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons are the ultimate villains of Philadelphia yes, sports they are. because of what they did. All right. Having said that, There is a beautiful dream scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles where they clinch the number one seed, get the bye, in the divisional round, take on Carson Wentz and the Commanders. Mm. Ooh, they could face Carson at the link? They could. That would be charming. I would like that. And and if they, if, when they beat the Commanders, there is a good chance they then get the Cowboys Ooh. in the NFC Championship Jerry game. Jones could have cheesesteaks from here. <laughs> and if all <laughs> goes well, there is a chance in the Super Bowl the Eagles could face either Doug Peterson no. or Andy uh, Reid. Andy Reid. Let's do that. The trifecta. Because I want to tell you That's something. a dream. Did you see that scene after the, uh, the Chiefs had won and they got him for Christmas a big burger? 
Yes, in the shoebox. The box. huge burger in the shoebox. There's one thing about that Andy Reid food jokes. They absolutely never get old. No, they that don't. That was not a tired joke. That is not some, Oh, it's so hilarious to be a be a big fat guy eat a burger. It's hilarious. <laughs> it never gets old. I love it. Oh, I, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. This is going to be awkward for me. Okay. So you're telling me I got to root for Wentz this week. If you, and then I got to root for him the next week, and then I got to root for him in the wild card round. If you would like for, like for him to prop up his confidence only to step on him, that's what you have to do. You root for the commanders. Three straight Wentz wins? That's correct. I don't think so. I can't do you it. can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's a nice scenario, but no, let's get him out now. Let's see him choke one more time. Wentz sucks. <laughs> Nate is on the line from Camden. Hi, Nate. Good morning, Angela, and congratulations on your 30-plus years of service to the area, and um, we're going to miss you, man. Love you. Nate, thank um, you. Th- Nate, is there any way you could root for Wentz three straight weeks so we got to crack at him in the playoffs? Well, I'm a church deacon, so I can't curse, but I'll say no way, sir. No All right, way. thank you. No That's way. fair no enough. No <laughs> no You've got way. the same right. message across, just in a classier way. Yes. Uh, good morning, John Johnson and Ruben Normaro and Shirley. How you doing, sweetheart? Good morning, Nate. Good morning. God bless. Yes. Um, so I wear a shirt that says, let your faith be bigger than your fear. So because I wear oh. that shirt, I believe oh. in uh, I believe in our quarterback, Mr. Hurts. And let's put him in there. Let's let's get it done, man. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Over. Hold on. Hold on. Because I love that. And now I'm thinking that might be better than what I've been using. So say again what your fra- statement is. I wear, I wear a shirt that says, let your faith be bigger than your fear. Let your faith be bigger than your fear. And then I've yeah. got Shawshank Redemption. Here's that one. Get busy living or get busy dying. You know, if you use yours and Morgan Freeman said it, Nate, yours might be better. Yours might be better. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he says sounds cooler when he says it, doesn't it? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. He's a great actor. Oh, what a <laughs> voice. All right, Nate, so what do you want to do with Hurts here? I want him to start and I want him to play. And if they get a more than two-score lead, he can sit down and let uh, let Minshew take over. But yeah. Amen. Just get him some work. Make sure he's still okay. He's dot Nate. He's dying to play. He's begging the coaches to let him play. Let him play. Let him finish the job he started. Get a little work in. Now we're ready for the playoffs. We got the bye. Perfect. Great, great. And so my winner of the week is yep. the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Players Association for sitting down to a Viola Concussion protocol. All right. Um, that was rather late in the game yeah, when it, they did that. They could almost be weasels. Uh, the, in uh, this case. Yeah, that's not going to no, win, Nate. No. But let me say this about Tua. I, honestly, this is just my theory. J.J. Watt is still a really good player. He got three sacks yep. two weeks ago. J.J. Watt retired at 33, still able to play very well, maybe not at his peak. I think he's concerned about all the abuse he's taken, all the concussion stuff. And Tua is 24, 25. He's got to think the same thing. You've got to. He, if he gets hit hard now, he usually gets a concussion. Yeah, that, that's, that puts him in a, a lot of trouble. And long-term, I mean, you've got to be thinking long-term now. You start you know, getting pushed around and, and having problems with concussions. You don't want to mess with the ticker. You don't want to mess with your head. And Rube, this, here's this the thing. is scary. They said there was JJ no making a good move. They said there was no visual evidence of him getting the concussion in the game Sunday. Uh, I watched the whole game, right? And uh, by the second interception, lately, <laughs> late in that game, it looked like 
He threw three he balls threw right, right to the other right guy. the other teams. That I, is not an indication of what he can do. Yeah, that was a there, very there strange was something game for him. wrong something, in there. Something's going on in there. That, that, that to That's me was that. Like. All right, let me get up. I've not had any women calls today because surely my best one because right here in the studio. Bernadette's on the line from Tabernacle. Bernie, do you want to see Hurts on Sunday? Yes, I do. Right. Thank you, Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette, why are you, Bernie? Thank you. What Good are mom. all these people so worried about, Bernie? Well, because uh, they lost to the Cowgirls last week. They missed Jalen Hurts. If Jalen played last week, they would have won the game. No doubt. No doubt. 100%. So why am I going to risk another loss while I'm worried about a shoulder that he's not worried about himself? If he's ready to play, if he tells me he's ready to play, I'm going to tell him no? No. Got to let him play. play. Let him play. Show some respect for a man who got you in this position. Show some respect. And I think that if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Totally correct. Bernie, let's get you to the game. I need you to give me a winner or a weasel. I really don't have one, but I do have a prediction for the game on Sunday. Let's hear it. Eagles 28, Saints 21. All right. That's close. Close game. little Very dicey. Close. Here's the whole measure of Wentz. Let's go through this. Wentz is on the team in 17. Yep. Wentz gets injured three-quarters of the way through the season. Yep. Can't play. Out for the year. Eagles go on with Foles to win the championship. Yep. Which, if you saw Foles last week, it was even more of a miracle. And Wentz than we had realized. a phenomenal season. Oh, he was phenomenal. He, he was got him in that spot. MVP, yeah. He got him to buy by playing as great as he yep. did. Five seasons later, now the Eagles are back in that spot, and Hertz is injured three quarters of the way through the yep. season. If Minshew had to play from here through the playoffs, Ruben Amaro, do you think Hertz would be would have mixed feelings? If the Eagles won the championship the way Wentz did, absolutely not. He'd be so happy. I mean, he's a team player, man. All he wants to do is win. That's all he wants to do. He is the he epitomizes what it is to be a leader. That's exactly what you want to want. When I saw Wentz on the on the sidelines when they were winning, you know, playoff games and doing what they were doing and ended up winning the Super Bowl, to me, I you could see it on his face, Carson Wentz's face. He was kind of pissed off. Yes, he was. He was the guy. He said it. I couldn't believe it, and 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 it was so disappointing to me because I thought he was going to be a great quarterback in the no, NFL. No, you look at video of the parade. He had a puss on his face. Yeah, I didn't like the face. I read faces. A I read puss faces. On his he face in the parade. It was like he wasn't even excited about it. He like wanted he, to be the one. He wanted to be the guy. I don't get it. The last thing totally different you do dude. when you win a championship is have a puss on your face. Correct. Remember that. Two one five. Johnson, write that down. Uh, no, yeah. I don't want Two, to. One, <laughs> Brilliant. When we return, we will be talking to the legend, the Hall of Fame, the great Dick Vermeil. Don't go anywhere. WIP Sports Time, 855.